the Arbic Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis and Fran, the Rio and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders? Welcome to another episode of the Upland Property Experts Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing, brother? You are muted. All right, there we go. There you go. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can I'm, hear you now. I'm actually streaming from an undisclosed location in Fort Worth. A little bit south of where I normally am. Ooh, an undisclosed location. All right. Yes. That that's interesting. Undisclosed location. Any surprise guests might pop up in the oh, episode. Let's see. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> I don't. I don't expect there to be. Uh oh, Monopoly Mike's what back. Up? Must be in the car driving back from work because he's Monopoly Mike, Mike right now. Oh, that's right. I can't believe uh, that that's been Monopoly Mike the whole time. That's so crazy. When did you, how old were you when you found that out? What up? Like, when did you? I feel like a Genesis week this year, like, I think. That's when I figured it out, too, I think, was Genesis week when he said something. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But... We have a great lineup this week. We have. Is Jerry supposed to be on the show? He is. He's a backstage. You say. Oh, he's already. Oh, he's already backstage. (laughs) That undisclosed location is just uh, just messing with you. But we have we have the X NFT collection. We have them on to talk about what they're doing and surprising (laughs) guest. Hey. Uh, Nope, not doing it. Not doing it. All right, this is not show. <laughs> not doing that one. No, that's not show. Um, but they're doing awesome things in Upland. Um, we'll talk to them in a bit. It, and it's not only just Upland; it's what they're doing outside of Upland too. Pretty cool. Uh, met met the whole team in Vegas. Well, most of the team in Vegas. Um, awesome dudes to talk to, and uh, excited to have them on. We got the market update, uh, an abbreviated version, uh, so we don't have to go through all the numbers. But some things to highlight, some things to look at there. And then we have um, just the general news of Upland. And we are also going to have uh, Rock Drigo come on. Rock Drigo has been doing a daily update of the neighborhood ratings. And he breaks down how all the neighborhoods are doing as they're trying to earn collections for their neighborhood. So he's going to come on and uh, do show us a little what he's been working on and putting out each and every day. So pretty cool data. And uh, he has a good understanding of these neighborhood ratings. I thought it would be excellent to have someone like that on the Upland Property Experts show. Yeah, no, it'd be great. We had a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, Still waiting for some guests. So we will move. Oops. Uh Uh-oh. That's a video. You can't skip videos. That's interesting. There you go. All right. We'll go ahead and do this while we wait. 
Sorry. I had to move it, move it along, though. What so, is happening over there? My slides were out of order. I, I was getting our guests on first, and we're waiting for a couple. So I just had to move some things, move some things around. Uh, market update for June 22nd, 2023. We're almost into July. Uh, pretty stable over the last uh, last week. Nothing really other than Dallas jumping up over 20% and Las Vegas jumping up 22% on the U.S. dollar floor. Uh, UPEX floor was pretty stable. Still interesting that Dallas and Arlington have been performing so well over the last six months. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now, if we're looking at the highest upland city, looking at the arbitrage, the difference between the UPEX floor price and the U.S. dollar floor price and looking for the biggest discrepancies, uh, Oakland is leading the way at a 55.81% difference. Um, so probably not the best place to buy UPEX and try to sell for U.S. dollars. You're, you're definitely not going to get your return on the book, your money there. Uh, interesting that we have San Fran, San Francisco, and Santa Clara on the list also. Yeah, but that is a good place to buy for USD and then sell for UPEX though, right? Absolutely. Great great spot to jump in, pick something up, and then uh, flip it for the floor price and definitely get a profit. Then you can turn that money into buying more properties in Upland, which gives you a higher return on investment, especially if you're using... Upex.world in the data mines there, so you can find the best deals in each city. You like that? Absolutely. You like that? How easily that plug flowed? Yeah, that was smooth. (laughs) You're killing me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. We got the lowest up. So here's the lowest in Upland. Uh, Surprisingly, London, for being the most expensive and a tier one city, you know, it's the the smallest price differential between their UPEX floor and their U.S. dollar floor. Uh, you're looking at a 20... 20- that, that's a good sign, though, right? Like, you would say, I mean, because that means that the UPEX is stronger in London, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the UPEX Because floor- then, you know, if you're buying something, yeah... So that's, I mean, that's a good sign for London. <laughs> Best buys this week are in Kitty Best Island. Best buy this week are in Kitty Island? I haven't looked at Kitty Island really? in years. Haven't looked there. No way. Years. What's. Yeah. You're going to go check that out. Um, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to see what he's talking about. You keep going. <laughs> All right. I'll keep going. Uh, yeah. With London, the UPEX floor is 25, basically 25,000 UPEX and the US dollar floor is 17.65. Now, that doesn't take into account what the markup is, but if you're just looking at the pure difference between the UPEX floor and the U.S. dollars, where you can find your value and where you can take advantage of the differences, um, wanted to throw those out there. It's been a minute since we talked about these, and I think this is one of the important things to take in consideration when you're purchasing in cities, along with, you know, your markup percentage off of original mint and, uh, the neighborhoods and collections and the different values like that. Yeah. Not, right, not now you got the smiley face. He's, he's sending you on wild goose chase. Oh, yeah. A, uh, a treasure. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. And, yeah, they do. They do something there. Okay. 
And if we go back six months, looking back six months, um, everything's right on the U.S. dollar floor with the exception of Arlington and Dallas. And Arlington's up 36.5% and Dallas is up 27% on the U.S. dollar, uh, which I find rather interesting. And if you look at their UPEX, their UPEX floor, Arlington's up 47% and Dallas is up almost 34%, which is pretty crazy in my opinion over the last six months considering you have rutherford's coming down from its elevated you had a lot of holders start selling out of there um still a hot treasure hunting city but the the price and the entry point it's time to get in you know six months ago you were looking at fifty nine thousand upex now you can get in for under thirty thousand upex yeah that's crazy yeah and kitty island's actually interesting because so no, there was only one original holder, uh, and I don't know. I think he's original Nishran, but uh, Roxisa and uh, LOL Aim and uh, da, 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 Wolfenite all bought for USD on that island and pretty much stopped playing. It was really weird. Um, yeah, very bizarre sort of things. Also, I can see uh, Ko Ninja's uh, little visit there. 10 Upex, or 100 Upex. Jeez, what? oh, they jacked the price. Now you jacked Upex, the price geez. up. No, I didn't. Wow, why is it 100 Upex? The person 100. who bought it did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't own a Kitty Island. Oh, okay. Oh, you got rid I of them. I sold that. I sold my, I, I have owned two of them, and I sold the first one for, oh, yeah, I forgot, I shaped forgot I shaved. <laughs> uh, I did sell, I sold my first one for $500, which at the time was the USD cap. And then I sold my second one for $10,000, uh, which was the next USD cap. Um, so I'm a fan of Kitty Island. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that was such crazy. Like, you're like, oh, my God, look, my Kitty Island sold for $500. Everybody's like, that's crazy. And then you come back. It, it wasn't, what was it? It wasn't even, like, six months later. It was, like, a month or two later they bumped the U.S. dollar. It, it was pretty, yeah, so it, what it was pretty it was, quick. Yeah, and I had actually won it um, because there was a, a mishap in the fourth the fourth Kitty Island property was locked for a long time. And then mm-hmm. they ran a minting competition uh, for it. And like uh, the Kitty Island was the prize. And I had sold mine for 500 USD. So I went hard on the minting challenge to win the fourth one. And then when they upped the, and in fact, Wolfenite, I'm pretty sure, I, in fact, I know it was Wolfenite uh, because Wolfenite bought that. And then he also bought uh, the Secret Island uh, properties. Uh, for five hundred dollars, and they and Upland actually ran an article on it when it first came out because it was really big news of Wolf and I buying in for USD um, into these very you know exclusive properties, and then uh, yeah ended up selling it the next one for ten thousand. Um, the two the two other ones sold both for ten thousand, and then Nishran has his up for like eight thousand now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're. Uh, Cheese is up. Cheese. I'm I'm drinking some uh, Woodford Reserve tonight. Woodford Reserve. Not to be confused with the Rutherford Reserve, 
which is currently tanking. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and we are besties there, cheese. Uh, bottom five city floors in Upland. Yeah. Nothing cheap. Like all five cities, the $3 holler. So you can get in U.S. dollar really $3 cheap. $3 holler. Arbitrage is really, really good on these ones. But Detroit, Rio, Queens, Sao Paulo, and as Thank Me Later likes to call it, bring me ham. Bring me ham. There you go. FOMO. <laughs> FOMO Detroit. Yeah. So that is. That is where we sit for what up, JT? Market update this week. Very nice. Oh. We didn't get the music, but I guess that's okay. Because I haven't fixed the music, and when a co-founder tells you that you know it blows out his eardrums when he's listening to us, uh you kind of try to fix that before playing that again. That's fair. And if you missed last week's episode, you definitely have to go check it out. I will, if I have time this weekend, I will try to cut that up to the different uh, guests segments because Dirk came prepared. That blew my mind of how prepared Dirk was for our show. He he was like, Uh, yeah, he showed up more prepared than I do. Like (laughs) that's fact. What, (laughs) Bro. And and slideware, like, what is happening here? He has like that made me so happy. Those images that he got from Mid Journey Tour were freaking awesome. Yeah, I got to send those to you. Yeah, if you missed our three year episode, three year uh, anniversary episode, go back and watch it. It was star studded. Yeah, definitely star studded. And uh, at the end of the night, one of the ninjas had to use his ninja moves to get into his house. It, It was so epic. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we do have um, some of the team from the XNFT collection. We'll bring them on. Want to jump in to talk about the amazing stuff that they're doing. Did you get a chance to uh, check out, play with their virtual reality? I didn't play with it directly, but I saw it was a couple booths down, and uh, I saw the absolute carnage that uh, KO uh, put onto it. Indiana Vice. Uh Uh-oh, you got Vice on you now. He is in an undisclosed location, and we'll just leave it at that. Undisclosed. (laughs) I'm in an undisclosed bunker in Fort Worth. Cannot cannot disclose my location. (laughs) All right. Uh, Blitzy Satoshi View, what's going on, my friends? How are we doing this evening? Awesome, man. Thank you for having us. Uh, super pumped to have you guys on. Um, where where do we want to start? I mean, so first off, this looks... I'll share this for a second because this looks pretty slick. Um, the graphics on that that warrior is amazing. It goes through history from, from ancient times back up to, you know, the, the modern times. Uh-oh. Gotta love summer vacation. You never know. I, I got invaders coming through. Hold on. Hey, that's fun. <laughs> that's the best part. Oh, invasion of the two-year-old. We'll we'll see what drama he causes. Um, all right, and then that's the other- actually that's actually the commemorative art. A little bit of uh, a little bit of lore. When when this when when I first met Dan, 
and I learned about his background and we were kind of mapping out what he wanted to do in gaming and what he saw the future of gaming and, you know, his long career as a former, you know, game dev at Activision Blizzard. And um, he spent his whole life recruited right out of high school, right, in game dev and, you know, from a tester all the way up, um, you know, to running the innovations lab. And when when I first kind of we created this idea of these legendary commanders and these these legionnaires, they would be a mashup of history. And what you're seeing there is when Dan came back and said, was this what you're thinking? Um, that was the actual concept art of how Dan kind of envisioned how we could take the past, like you had, like you had pointed out, Julius Caesar or Sitting Bull or whatever legendary commander's DNA or traits that make up those are real digital assets too. We'll talk about that digital twins that are in-game assets as well. But that actual is the commemorative art. So I just get so excited when I see it all the time and we still use it um, because it's just such an important part of, of how we got to where we are and what the vision of this was, was resurrecting the past and to protect, to, to preserve the future. That's pretty sweet. And that property you guys own is massive and this is the first property that has like multiple design buildings that you can see on the property too so that's that's an upland first too because it's just your structure and your outdoor decor decor but or now map assets they're called map assets now but you guys have a lot of stuff going on 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 the property itself there and i mean there's a little alpha in that deck link that i sent you if you go to pay slide on that slide deck, page three, slide three, um, it will give you the macro of what we're bringing from the micro into uh, Upland. Yeah, those are the first in-game assets, and you guys play a part in that. We'll talk about that here, I'm sure, in a bit. But if you go to the next slide, just because you mentioned the fort, there you go. So what you guys are seeing is we're, we're developing – in essence, what we're building in our, as our as our social hub, our lobby that is the central point of our entire gaming platform. We're not building a metaverse, right? Upland's doing an incredible job. There's other Yuga Labs, right? Amico. There's so many different um, different companies building and investing Meta. So what we're doing is we built a metaphort that connects APIs, right? But connects to and creates outposts. And we started with Upland for all the obvious reasons. Um, and that will be another part of the conversation, I'm sure. But what you're seeing is really what we're building that's in full immersive VR, built on the Unreal Engine. You'll be able to experience this on, you know, in Facebook, MetaQuest. You'll be able to experience this in, in what we call XR, desktop, mobile. Um, but what that, out, that first outpost, all of these different sections that you see, are in real life branded with our sponsors, what we call suppliers, that are that are helping. We're building their immersive experiences and digital twinning, not only survival experiences, but weapons, uh, vehicles, drones, and they all come from people like Ghost Robotics, the leading weapons, tactical, lifestyle, uh, and robotics manufacturers in the world. Um, some of the products that we have don't even exist for civilian access. They're in SOCOM. They're being tested like the Jedi sleeve. You'll see that in some of our collateral. Um, but these, what's great about this metaphor is that we're actually launching it first in a micro version in Upland in essence. Um, and that's where that first mini game that will integrate real in, um, if you remember at the, uh, 
at the event on the, the uh, shirt, there was some brands and those brands like Syndicist, um, FK Burno, CEO, Core Lead Operations, those are all ran by first responders, by um, former special elite operators, Navy SEALs, um, incredible brains behind these companies. And we have the real in-life digital twins, and they're going to be first available in Upland, nowhere else. And we could talk about those digital twins. I don't want to get too far into that, the weapons packs and the game. But this metaphor is what we're building as above, so below in Upland. And Upland will experience it before the actual X metaphor is actual is actually live. So Upland gets first access to this. Now, is the is the driving with the driving course, the racing, and the virtual defense driving course, is that going to be live in Upland? It eventually will be. That is the intent. That is the goal. And we're building as if. Um, and there's nothing stopping it because <clears throat> we have so much support and, um, you know, we're just so bullish on this. We actually changed just – for a point of record, we actually changed our dev plan and our roadmap to, 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 to take on this opportunity with Upland. We literally changed our, our direction of our entire gaming platform and our launch because we felt that this was just way, this was just the, it was like when you find home. And we knew from the day we met with Martin and Carlos and Juan Felipe at the time, or I think it was Juan Felipe, um, we just knew it. It was like, this is special. And what Dirk and them, their vision and Adon and what they were building. And I didn't really understand truly, but it was Satoshi view and essay who, because they're uplanders were able to bring this vision to us because they're legendary commanders. And they're two of the most important in-game assets that we have. And they're also innovators, as you guys know, and leaders. So it was their vision and constant coming back to, you guys have to understand what's happening here. And that's kind of what turned this into what it is today and why we took our ship and changed course. (laughs) Combat in the Coliseum. (laughs) Sean, I think it's important to notate that, um, you know, our build for the X is built in Unreal Engine 5. But uh, the build that we brought to Upland, or bring to Upland very soon, um, it'll be in Unity. <clears throat> so it's good, because uh, you're not going to see too many gaming platforms where you know they have two different gaming engines. You're, you're normally going to see just one gaming engine. But we thought um, to make our assets fully, fully interoperable, we need uh, both engines. And I haven't really seen any projects, not in Upland, just in general, that have done this. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> I was about to comment on, on that, yeah. That's my boys right there, man. I had a great time with the, with the Hyde Park Ninjas. Yeah. Um, now, so Isero and Satoshi View, they were one of the initial investors in the the um, uh, the, the top. There's only nine of them, right? The, yeah. The, in phase one, there's nine legend. There'll be another nine legendary commanders from Cleopatra okay. to... Um, there's so many, right? The right. greatest superhero catalog in the world is these is is these real historic legendary commanders. So that's a, a big part of Dan's vision is bringing their digital memories back, just like a digital twin of their helmet and or a digital twin of a weapon or armor. There's also digital twins, digital memories that are resurrected. Um, so that's a big part of what's happening as well. And um Satoshi is uh, Joan of Arc. Him and Sam, you guys know Sam. Uh, Sanika. 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 Um, they're Joan of Arc. They were actually uh, the first legendary commander. And 
uh, since we've sold five um, that have come in, and yeah, they're like a board seat in essence, right? It's like a board seat, um, and it's a very important asset. But the asset itself, uh, you know, there's a legendary commander historically, but also sitting right there in the movie theater, Satoshi View, right? An essay, essay like Napoleon, <laughs> and by the way, essay bought Napoleon, and they have a cohort, and that cohort is the actual legionnaires. And in each cohort, just to kind of bring that collection back to those in-game assets, if you're in the Napoleon cohort, your your legionnaire will be a mashup of uh, Napoleon's actual armor, weapons, right, as well as the modern, the one legendary commander that the whole quest game is built around, which is the 150k prize and all this gear from our from our suppliers, and you know a real a real loot box that actually you could survive on and. Um, you know, have some bragging rights with, not just a hoodie. <laughs> Fun stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. So they bought their they bought their legendaries, and then just since they were initial, you know, kind of board seats, you started talking to them, and they started talking to you about Upland, and that kind of started to scratch an itch for you, or or, or how'd that work out? Yeah, the part of the part of the strategy and rationale and the business model was that if we could build nine legendary commanders, people that were innovators in Web 2, by the way, essays Web 1, Web 2, and now Web 3, but if you could find innovators and people that believed in the vision and the gaming platform that, that, that ultimately we're building uh, with Dan at the helm as the, lead, as the lead creative director and founder here with us, um, ultimately those nine legendary commanders, because of their community and what they did, that was the expectation that, like Poppy, who is Leonidas, or Alvin, or Calvin, um, Calvin Becerra, who is uh, Alexander the Great. They all have their own communities in Web Two and Web Three, and leveraging their insights and their assets because that's how you really build a Web Three community from the ground up. And you build it from the legendary commanders, and then they spawn these the, the players, the other in-game assets, which are those legionnaires, which are a mashup of each cohort, and the first. Nine and sixty five hundred make up those first in game assets. Nice. Now, how did you get hooked up with Dan? Because Dan, he's done some amazing work. At first, I, I was surprised. I'm like, man, this kind of looks like Call of Duty, and this looks like a lot of first person shooters, and and that's what his background was. So, how, right. how did you make the connection with him and and get rolling there? Yeah, great question. So. Um, I, I come from the data and ad tech and marketing services space, spent my life in traditional agency marketing, built a couple different, several ventures, um, some exits. And ultimately, um, I launched a Web3 company, you know, a few years ago, uh, running parallel with my, with my core at data and ad tech business. And as we were building and working in the Web3 space, um, with a collection of, you know, innovators and investors in, in my company, Block X, one of our, one of our clients um, actually said, man, I got these guys. They, they were at Epic and they did the Ford Bronco and they did, they're doing weapons for us. And they're a sports, outdoor sports retailer, um, one of the largest internet based and in the world, Big Daddy Unlimited and uh, Survival Dispatch. Those two founders are actually George Washington, one of our legendary commanders. Um, but in the beginning, it was just, hey, these guys are doing incredible stuff with VR. You got to meet them. I think there's something you're doing stuff in this NFT and the blockchain space. And they're like, I just think there's something there. And they sniffed it out. They brought us together. And 
really when Dan, uh, Dan was building these incredible um, uh, weapons and they were digital twins of real weapons and they were thinking about, can we make these NFTs? But I had a, I had a much different way that I wanted to, for a first project, especially in Web3, I really wanted it to be special. And I just kind of got hit with, you know, give me a couple of weeks and let me come back and, uh, you know, let me think about it and let me think through it. When I came back, I looked at the gun space. I was like, I'm not interested in doing that just from like a CSGO type thing or, you know, NFTs of just digital twins. But I like the idea of tying a, a gaming into it. And what if we did this? And, you know, we and, and I had this idea for like nine legendary commanders and the names were a little bit different. And, and we would build underneath of that 6,500 legionnaires and uh, we would have weapons and, and vehicles, but these would be the first in-game assets. And when I got done explaining it to him, this is only on the second meeting, when I got done, and I had a whole outline, which by the way, Satoshi View took that outline, that which was the business outline, took that outline and turned it into an incredible uh, white paper that you can access through our link tree. Um, he actually has an Upland version too. Um, but Satoshi's View Holding did an incredible job on, on really growing that, that white paper. We call it the meta paper. That outline, what on that phone call, Dan goes, are you done? I go, yeah. I get goosebumps thinking about it. And he goes, I've been building that for the last 10 years, brother. And he literally, he opened up and they're inside of this little, the metaphor it was just one section at the time. And it was, and it, and it had a couple of legendary commanders in it. He goes, and it was started with Julius Caesar. And that's where the X comes from. That pays homage to Dan's dream because Dan's vision about the Roman um, the Roman game, uh, you guys might have seen that in his dev diary. Call of Duty Roman Warfare. Yeah, Roman Warfare got shelved, um, and they went with a different game, and they took the two guys that they pitted against each other and put one in charge, and that's where that whole, you could see it on the dev diary, but but the X is Julius Caesar's 10th Legion. That's what it basically, that's what the ah. X means. And Dan's vision was to bring Julius Caesar's digital memory back and basically have your first your part of your question was like a first person. What was the vision? Dan wanted to bring a straight up run. And he, that's what he wanted to do, in essence, when I met him. But I said, look, I think with Web3 and I think if we mash this up, if we mash this up and we take a different approach and we, we build it from the community you know, that's how we're going to build a real gaming platform. You know, the, 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 the world is littered with $100 million startups that never made it. And if we grind it out in, in, in the trenches and build a real community from the ground up and, and people buy the in-game assets, right, the whole premise of Web3, and they can own assets and have a value that they can trade and that's interoperable, you know, we'll really build something special, Dan, and we can bring your vision to life. Um, and because it's never been mashed up, nobody's mashed up the past, the present, and the future, right? And it's not make-believe future. These are like futuristic uh, uh, weapons or armament that are actually, or drones that are we have from our suppliers, right? So um, that's kind of the mashup. And that's what really, Dan really got excited about that because he could integrate things that people love and that we know is a guaranteed winner that he didn't want to go in that direction of. There's already plenty of Call of Duties and that, right, other, right, very similar lookalikes and right. and not the all of them are great. And and a lot of people, my son likes different ones versus his friends. And I mean, I get it, right? And me too. Uh, but never has there been something that took and mashed up the past, the present and the future with the intent to, 
create an immersive learning experience through history um, to help evolve an individual to not just play the hero, but but become one and by evolving up. That's the amazing thing, too, is the different combinations and how you can evolve, evolve your character throughout this and the different assets and the real world stuff and the replicas. I, I mean, there's there's so much on the outside of it. And then the graphics for this for your sign in looks looks amazing. And, and then if you look, by the way, those are the real that's the real. So what you're seeing is we. So one of the things that Dan was building and it ties back into your question and a little bit of that explanation, Dan was building configurators. So if we take the. To just take all the, the tech talk out of it, there, there's two things. There's a configurator and there's a visualizer. And what Dan was building for the Broncos or what he was building for other projects that Dan had built with his company, um, ultimately what that is is a, a configurator and a visualizer. So there's some proprietary tech that we were able to build because we took that same premise and to be, create an NFT visualizer and configurator. So when when we... When, when you actually mint out and log into your actual portal, so to speak, right, you log in and you connect your wallet, you're going to see your avatar. It's in it's built onto UE5. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's an actual going to be one of the unique weapons that you're going to get in the weapons packs. We'll come to that in a second. But the character. Sorry, I had to jump. I've been like wanting to show this video since you sent it to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there's only, I, I don't know. The specific number of the Cabots, but I think there's only five of those Satoshi. Is that right? With the Cabot weapons in the world? Yeah, no, don't. There are don't call me on the one. <laughs> yeah, so so that's a hundred k a piece in oh, in wow. real life. And then what we did was that has a that that is a real that that Cabot is a Damascus. It's a meteorite, right? That's where it comes from. Um, and there's only five of those, but we have the digital twin for that Cabot, Big Daddy Cabot that you're seeing. Um, and then we put different skins on it, but you might, when you mint your weapons pack in the actual mini game in Upland, you may get different rare, ultra rare weapons. And then those weapons, and this is really important. I know this was a question that TML had, and I wanted to make sure I addressed it tonight because it's so important. It was such a great, um, question, which was, you know, well, where's the, you know, outside of inside, inside of the, you know, uh, upics and, you know, being able to win some upics. Where's the real, where's the value? And it's such a great question. Um, and that's one of the main things that we focus on is that these are interoperable and you'll be able to take them, whatever you have in Upland, use them not only in the X metaphor, which is in, we're going from unity into Unreal. Uh, into Unreal. Think about that, right? But not only that, but you're going to be able to have those weapons and they're, they're built on, right? They're on the Ethereum blockchain. So there is a secondary, our goal is to, right, build a, everlasting project right and gaming platform where those assets have real value now they're branded they're in real life items they're real digital twins they're exact digital twins they're not right and then we may put different skins and things on them to create rarity and different traits but those weapons you can take with you and you can sell them you could trade them right you could give them away and uh the goal is right to create value in these in in these products and these assets that are interchangeable and that, you know, if you decide that you, you, you want to tap out because you've played the game long enough and you've collected enough assets, you can sell them. You have value in them. They're yours. And, and Upland just announced a thank me later. There's your train that you always love to bust me on, uh, coming through right now. Um, they just announced this week about the NFT, 
NFT portal update with the Ethereum Block Explorer downloads. So that's just that we'll, we'll get into that later on in the episode. But you know, the Block Explorers is just the first piece to it. Uh, some people Same are, premise. yeah, some people are like, oh, you know, it's just Block Explorer, blah blah blah. But this is building the groundwork, just like Spud was to Spark, and then we have the totems going on. You know, this is the groundwork for the incorporation of what you guys are doing right now. You're you're building your arena. You're going to be able to have these uh, these real life weapons that are modeled off the real world, and you'll be able to move them out of Upland into the game, and then you can pull them back from the game and back into Upland, no matter how you want to use it. And you know, so they've announced the groundwork for it, and you guys are already working with the team on the applications of this. So that's that's and, pretty awesome, right? Right, and just to add into that because it's important. The weapons, not only because there's different, right, there's different traits and there's different versions, um, which, which is always great because it creates that, that, that value in a tier, right, tier trait system, but they also have mechanics that improve accuracy, speed, or power, which is also going to contribute to, to potentially, right, winning more upics. But like anything, you know, if you're if you're a, if you're learning golf, somebody taught, said a long time ago, uh, take lessons before you buy the right before you <laughs> buy the expensive clubs. So somebody that's a pro can beat somebody even with the weapons that are included in the game, right? Because you don't have to buy anything; you'll be able to use the weapons. But if you want to upgrade your play, you'll be able to get a weapons pack here in the near future, and that's where you'll get those different. But you'll be able to use the X branded weapons in the game. Absolutely no charge, which is really cool. So, what would be included in a weapons pack then? So we saw we saw that pretty cool gun video, but what would be in an X weapons pack? So I, I did it in uh, three three different variations, uh, three different price points as well. Um, one was um, you're going to get your three uh, basic guns guaranteed um, with like a twenty percent chance of uh, you know scoring a higher end gun, and then as we level up, um, you know the middle end pack, you would have a you know greater chances with like a, a guarantee as well. And then, um, you know, of course, if you're going to pay the big bucks or not, not really big bucks, but just a, a higher price sum, um, you're going to get, you know, all, all the levels of guns in, in the packs. All right. And by the big bucks or higher prices, I know it's still in discussion and you might not be it, but can you give us a price range? Yeah, we were thinking like anywhere from and we still have to adjust according, but uh, 25, uh, 50, 75. Uh, so really affordable then. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the main goal is to be affordable because we don't want to, you know, break anybody's pockets here. And, you know, we're trying to – I try to think about, you know, from my angle, if I want to play a game, how much am I willing to spend, you know? I mean, you got people like Thank Me Later that will drop thousands just to be the best. <laughs> this might be the game for him then. <laughs> and um, so the weapon packs. Um, now, what will we see in – upland with with the metaphor oh essays in the house yes so initially uh the metaphor we're going to start off with uh you know simply the gun range and then expand accordingly um but you know we're gonna we'll have a few periods uh regarding that um so we'll have uh i think like the the first campaign angle would probably be like uh the uh the tournament mode um which we already have built out so uh you know there'd be um 10-day increment periods where people compete for uh, Upix. So you, you buy in with 1,000 Upix, and uh, at the end of the 10-day period, depending on what your score comes out to be, um, that will be uh, how we dictate the leaderboard. 
but we have a leaderboard set up already. So based off how your your shooting and aim is and uh, your time frame, um, that that's what dictates your score. Now, got to talk about the VR though, because that the the detail in that was so realistic and once you figured out how to like you look goofy if somebody's watching you do it but you know once you figure out where you need to touch on the weapon to get everything done i mean it it was it it was fun to play and and you could get immersed in it i know uh ko ninja did like the most carnage watching jimmy's reaction when he put on the put on the goggles to to reset what ko did that that was classic in itself i just wish i had that recorded yeah, no. Um, as far as far as that goes, um, you know, we're we're still discussing, and ideally, the the goal is, if you purchase the assets in Upland, um, you'll not only have them in the Unity version, but also, you know, convert to the VR version. We understand that you know VR might have a higher cost barrier to entry, so we're trying to be mindful to accommodate everybody. And with with the Upland version, we'll be able to the people that do Upland mobily, they'll still be able to experience the the X on. Uh, mobile correct sean do you want to cover this one yeah that's the roadmap absolutely it started with the way that we needed to you know build it to get it out and be ready which by the way we're ready um which is exciting um which was the first game comes out desktop right and then uh right behind that is mobile because thank me later will tell you all day long every day long if you're not mobile you ain't nothing (laughs) <laughs> oh, I agree entirely. Um, you know, the, the Upland user base, it's uh, roughly 70% mobile and uh, 30% PC. So if we're not going mobile, you know, <laughs> it's going to be tough. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, as much as people talk about other projects and this and that, they're not mobile and it makes it challenging. And I'll sign up for trials of stuff or be an alpha or beta tester. And it's just like desktop home. Nope, don't have the time. Sorry. You know, I, I got my dizzy deuce time and I, I got a minute here or there and, and that's about it. Yep. We cannot disagree with you at all, but that was our first um that was our first target to get it built to be able to, you know, earn the right to even get into the inside of Upland. But the mobile is a much different it's a bigger build. It's a different build. Um, but it's right behind this going live and, uh, it's on the immediate heels of this. This isn't next year. This is immediate as soon as we're up and we're running to be able to then, uh, not only build the community, have people coming in, playing it, giving us feedback, and then we build mobile. So it's not in a vacuum and it comes out as let's, let's just call it version two Oh, right. To the, to the, to the players it's version two Oh, because now ultimately you're going to be able to help us make that mobile version in the next 30, 45 days come out and come out even better. And that's kind of like the way we like to develop and the kind of way we built the X to, from the ground up. So I, the property's still massive. I, I still can't get over like that huge property in itself. How, how long before the construction is complete on your property there in Dallas? I think we're around 11 days right now, give or take. And then once that's complete, how long till actual testing and launching in Upland? Where's Mallory? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's we're on Upland's time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I could tell you that as far as the gameplay goes, um, you know, we're just ironing out the last uh, part of the kinks. Um, there's, there's not really anything up with it, just, you know, um, I guess cosmetics, but it's all ready to go. 
on our end. Okay, that that's good to hear. So hopefully it happens a lot quicker than moving my factory to a large factory. So I, <laughs> I, I had to do that prior to it. It took about a month. <laughs> oh, well, I was down from January 20th till the Thursday before Genesis week. Wow. Yeah. Or the Tuesday before Genesis week. So I, I was down for a while. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a little rough spot that, so, but the Cleveland launch was the the higher issue, and then how long I was shut down. So, but yeah, that's okay. Oh come on, you gripe more about things than me. There, thank me later. I I saw that. <laughs> we all have our moments. <laughs> we do, we do. Um, thank you guys so much. Or Acero, you've been kind of quiet there. Did you want to say anything? You know, contribute anything or? Because you're definitely one of uh, part of this project and uh, help bring it to Upland. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there he goes. There he goes. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can <laughs> when you're off mute. We did, we did hear you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I have bad connection myself. Mm. All right. We need, we need Jeopardy music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it on the soundboard. Dang it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for trying. <laughs> no. Good. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, you know. You started talking and then muted yourself. <laughs> Uh, all right. I understand bad inter- internet connections. It's okay. He's, by the way, perfect candidate for Starlink. I, I don't work for him, but... That, <laughs> <that's a good laughs> Try again. Nope, I guess not. All right. No, but I'm excited for this. Excited to see what you guys bring. Um, the links for their website, their Twitter, it will all be in the description of the episode, so you can definitely check that out. I'll update that after the show, so you'll be able to find where you can read their white paper that Satoshi View did. You can, you got, you're able to get. Um, I'm sorry, I, I saw it earlier and I lost my train of thought, but you're able to get. Um, I want to call them characters. They're not characters right now, but are you? You got the mint pre-sale of the fifteen hundred legionnaires going on right now, correct? Actually, no. They, that with that the that, pre-sale will open after the gun range. After we get everything okay. done with our plan, then we'll open up the pre-sale mint of the what's called the first to fight fifteen hundred. We did a we did a small community mint with the, the the legendary commanders. As we said, we have five of those nine. And we minted out a small portion across some of the, those five um, to build the first community. And that, that mint will open up, we think, you know, hopefully 30 days after Upland's up and running, the game's up and running, and we have mobile in motion. And then we'll talk about when we're going to we're gonna open up that mint for the first to fight 1500. Okay. Hey, do you have a price range that you can disclose right now? I, I'm not trying to let you guys, like, say stuff you can't say but it, or yep. a price range that people can expect so they can save up if they're interested in your project because it seems like a lot of listeners are excited for what you're putting together so at least they can save up yeah um i can give i could give somewhat of a range but it's definitely to be determined 
Um, but probably in that, you know, somewhere around that 0.1, just under 0.1 ETH um, range, not not in concrete, but somewhere around there. Okay. And will it only be in crypto purchases or will you be able to use credit cards or PayPal yep. or? Yep. You'll be able to use credit cards. You'll be able to buy it on ETH. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Either way. And that's, that's how we've always done it. We use NFT pay an incredible company that makes, makes that conversion. And you, you know, it's seamless for people that just want to use a credit card. Okay. Or a card. Hey, that, that works. So at least, you know, that, that's always frustrating. Some people are like, I don't want a deal. I know when myself and Thank Me Later got into this, you know, we had to buy wax and it was, okay, you need this app and then you move money to this and then you can buy it here and then you move it to here. And we're like, dude, I just want to buy this. I'm interested. <laughs> I want to buy this. I don't want to move it to three different locations, end up having to pay fees at each location. I just want to buy this because I think it's cool. But you know right. the crazy part is we still all did it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Didn't stop us. But, yeah, it's definitely a hefty barrier to entry for sure. Yeah. So the, the simpler it is to get people, you know, being able to, if, if you want to use crypto, if you want to use credit card, if you want to use pay, PayPal, the more, the, more, the more you knock down those barriers to entry to your platform, the better it is for you guys. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that. Hey guys, I think my uh, I think my connection is better. Can you hear me okay now? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, I've been. It's sorry about that. It's a terrible connection, but I think I'm good now. But um, but yeah, no, I think um, you know what Sean and Satoshi were saying, you know, pretty much sums it up uh, very nicely. And um, you know, I'm really excited to be here. And I I just have to also give a shout out to Upland. You know, I know that uh, you know um, they. They've been really trying to um, make things happen, and it's uh, it's nice to to work with them and know that they are focused and they are diligent. You know, at least that's been our experience with them. Um, so, just props to to the Upland team as well. Uh, absolutely, and also thank you for this uh, great shirt I got there at Genesis Week. Really appreciate that. Yeah, love it, man. You can see the Block Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the bunker or was that the summertime gremlins? <laughs> mm, uh, summertime gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dude. Yeah. Buddy, you got to go to bed. Stop calling daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but I get it. Wife likes to sleep in and the later they stay up, the better they sleep in. <laughs> there you go. Summer. I do, but I, I do appreciate everyone's time tonight. Um, super excited for the project. Yeah, excited man. to watch how it grows and blossoms and and watching just everything it's super it's super uh just i can't say enough about it and it was great hanging out with you guys at genesis week and just wish there was more time at genesis week it just seems like there's always so much going on and you're just like hey i kind of want to chill and and hang with these people you know it was and that was one of the greatest that was that was my first experience and, and uh, beyond all the great people that I met and through our discord uh, in, you know, through essay and Satoshi, but really being there in person and starting really with you guys that morning. I mean, you guys were really the first, I hung out with Satoshi the night before and I met some, you know, some about four or five key people uh, that were great. That were all players by the way. And um, very cool, uh, just great, great people with great ideas and, you know, innovating cool stuff. But then the next morning was you guys. Um, and that was, you know, we all then moved over to the lobby and it was that personal 
that's the community that that I think that's what this is really all about, right? This is what we we are building and excited for. It's the games are great and all of this stuff and 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 and, and what we can yield from it, but the relationships and and the camaraderie and and what I was able to see um, unmatched unmatched and, and I NYC NFT Miami NFT I go to all of these events and I'm there from before they start to the end the gateway this that was one of the greatest events I've attended in the blockchain space over the last few years and and it's special with the what's happening with the nucleus and the people so you guys know this you guys know this for me though I'm just experiencing it so Thanks for having me. I got my property stacking now, and I'm <laughs> to understand the game. I'm, I'm in. I'm, by the way, I'm a multi-city and multi-continent stacker right now. So there you go, and, and definitely got to check up upx.world, the data mines that that will help you incredibly on uh, on growing your stuff. Yeah, and, I will. Those arbitrages. I want to. I'm going to do a few of those tonight. And, and watching our show because we got the information, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here. All right. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you joining. Thank you. Um, we look forward to watching this uh, building be complete in 11 days and check that out and see uh, how long it takes to launch from there. So we'll, we'll definitely have you back on after, uh, after a successful launch and a couple of runtime and, and go from there. Be honored. Thank you. TML, really thank you. It. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, thank you, guys. Later. See you guys. Right. Thank you. See ya. All right. Now... That took longer than I, oh, uh, longer than I expected. But what I really want to get into now, before we get into everything else, I want to bring in Rock Drigo to talk about the neighborhood ratings. All right, how we doing, my very friend? Good. Very good, very good. Oh, look, I, I like the background. You got the quail wood going on. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, ooh, the point six nine miles. Saw it right away. Whoop, yeah. Right on that. <laughs> 0.69 miles. There you go. So, yeah, Quailwood. Um, we started there, but uh, we are trying to get into the uh, into top parts of the rankings. So let me try to share my screen with you. Can you see it now? Yep. All right. So basically, I would like to show you what happened with Health Kitchen. So you can see here the how uh, Chelsea Manhattan uh, was was working, and from here they all decided to move to Hell's Kitchen, and you can see the obvious growth from from there on. Uh, but they haven't been able to to catch up there, and um, Midtown Terrace is is the next uh, contender to them. Um, they they. they weren't doing anything really to to grow until a few a couple of days they started uh ben 68 decided to start growing it and is going to make an event on the 25th 25th uh so it already started growing before he's uh, even started the event uh and howard beach the the current contender right now and hopefully the the next well not hopefully uh the, the next um community spawn collection in upland uh, so they have been working quite a lot, but as usual, and uh, Opland doesn't give us the complete directions, they have given us five variables uh, in order to grow. So basically, average spark hours, average number of residents, average number of meta ventures, 
average spark hour allocated for map assets and UPX average cop UPX contributed to the community pool per property. So why are we seeing those uh, those those jumps or those downfalls? For example, Portage Park. Portage Park was uh, assumedly the, 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 the first one that would get the spot uh, because of all the things that they had uh, going on. But unfortunately, they haven't. And they've been uh, decreasing quite a lot. And that's mainly, uh, I, I believe, due to the uh, prices that uh, started spawning in Portage Park going very, very low uh, just to cash out. Um, so how to grow? Basically, it is understanding averages and a moving average. So the, the main reason that, for example, Chelsea had a huge growth here and then they got into a, into a plane is because they, they didn't have more of everything on this side because this was already a very high average. So um, we need to take care of that a lot in order to be able to grow continuously over uh, the whole month and uh, get ne access to the to the next spots. So, so have you found the the key that really can propel a neighborhood all of a sudden? It, have you found the secret sauce that everybody's searching for yet? More or less, I, I, I think I'm I'm quite uh, close to it. Um, but it, it does have to do with averages and trying to control how each of the five variables are growing overall the month. So if you, uh, for example, a lot of people were, were considering that, okay, so micro houses uh, are useless now and small town houses are useless. Well, not really. If you do uh, start grow, start to grow uh, micro houses, you will start getting an, a good average of uh, added spark hours per uh, allocated property. So uh, you can go further into into small town houses, then townhouses and, and uh, apartments and luxury ranches, uh, and use that same idea with the, all the other uh, four variables. But yeah, basically, it's trying to understand. Averages. Right. Now, let's hear. We got Chelsea, he's won it, player Del Rey is running. Howard Beach is leading the way. What happened to, um, I thought there was another, is it Hell's, yeah, you talked about Hell's Kitchen, so they're moving up. Um, yeah. Let's see here. What is... You've been tracking this. You've been tracking. So, what made you start doing this? I guess because you know we just brought you on. We're like, all right, jump into it, rock. And, but what what made you decide that I'm going to put this together and I'm going to start tracking this daily? Uh, I love data, and I, I, I've been wanting. I, I've been wanting to do something with data uh, around uh, Upland, but so far it has been difficult for me, and and also the Upland. Um, uh, how they sh they share the the information because for example the leaderboard that um, that follows all the residents is not exportable so I cannot uh, input uh, manually uh, fifteen hundred neighborhoods in, into, into <laughs> right. daily yeah so that was a bummer but when the uh, neighborhood rating leaderboard uh, started it was exportable so I said oh this is my kind of game and um, I, 
uh, we've been two years uh, working on, on developing our community because we knew that it was going to be important. And um, um, we're actually celebrating our second anniversary next month. Um, so uh, the, the, the way that it started was, okay, I have right. the data. So Quailwood's been going on for two years now? Yeah, we've been going on for two years already. Congratulations there. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's it's been rough times not knowing what to do, but yeah, I'm I'm very very happy to see that we are still in in the main leaderboard. We're number ten right now. Uh, we haven't done anything yet to 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 improve our uh, score uh, profoundly. Uh, we are trying to help some other communities in the meantime right now. Uh, but yeah, two years already. So. Uh, when finally Upland um, released the, the, the ratings, and uh, I actually started manually downloading the, the first uh, 20 or 50 neighborhoods until I saw that the report was exportable, and I said, oh, God, thank you. So I started downloading it and, and creating the, the, the charts, um, not only for Quailwood or for us to understand the algorithm behind it, but um, as... Um, as you were saying before, uh, community-wise, we won't be able to do anything by ourselves or, or alone. Uh, th- this is not the case like uh, Bilbo or Frodo Baggins trying to, to make a, a big dent. It's all the other way around. If we don't help get help or participate with the community, then we're not going to be able to, to solve anything. So all, all, basically all the insights that I have right now and why Portage is getting down and why Hell's Kitchen uh, stopped uh, growing so much uh, and how Howard Beach is still growing. Uh, it's been basically because of uh, all the input from the community and the help of these charts uh, that, that I'm trying to um, upload daily. So what's your thought here? You know, we had a couple of comments that one person said, you know, what, what stops a player from saying, okay, I helped this community become a collection. Now I'm jumping to this one to do it. Um, you know, so some people have the view that you should be a resident for 30 days before your rating counts. And then other people are like, no, it's the community coming together to help support another one. Where, where's your thoughts on that one? Should it be a limit? Uh, can you community jump or should there be a, like a cooling off period to, for you to impact the next neighborhood? I think it should be f- uh, with no time limit, but with the, with the caveat that... Uh, helping another community will impact yours. So right now, I'm pretty sure that Playa Ray and Chelsea are a lot lower than than Howard Beach here right now in in, in the ratings. Uh, we don't have, unfortunately, those numbers. But because th- these two are uh, helping other communities, their score has lowered a lot. So, for example, uh, let's get uh, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, if you see all this growth it will surely reflect on the decrease in, in ratings for Chelsea. Uh, right now, it might not. Uh, it might seem that it's not affecting, but um, when when they open the, the next level of um, of uh, neighborhoods to get the limited collection, then you will think about uh, moving your uh, your residence, map assets, and, and everything together. Nice. Um, what is, 
I got so many questions for you. I'm just trying to <laughs> watch the time and figure out the, the best questions to get out to, to talk to people about. Um, now, when they move on, after we get a couple of neighborhoods that get their collections from the Community Growth Collections, what are you expecting to see when they're going to compete to raise them to the, the next level collection? Um, what, what do you think is going to take it to a community to get to win that? Yeah, basically uh, still doing a lot of effort to uh, keep growing. And um, we will have definitely another uh, leaderboard for the next, for the, for the limited ones. And then for the exclusive rare and ultra rare, hopefully. Uh, the, my biggest concern is uh, the, the, the sizes of the, of the neighborhoods. And if they are controllable enough uh, in order to keep growing steadily, um, once their uh, limited assets are finished, so, for example, in Quailwood, we have only 600 and, and something properties. And basically, once we have built all of them, we, we cannot uh, like keep going unless we destroy them and, and try again the micro and, and bigger uh, buildings. Uh, but it, it surely looks like a very rough competition for the future. Um, and for the future, I do imagine it as a long term uh, I would imagine that Opland is going to start with a limited um, competition when they have at least six or more neighborhoods already uh, as a standard because otherwise they don't have a lot of uh, players to, to, to compete. So that's going to be uh, to start coming interesting. Yeah. Now, do you really think that a neighborhood, a community neighborhood can elevate themselves to a rare and ultra rare collection? Yeah, for sure, because basically this is a competition that will keep going on. Um, if you are still here, if we are still here, are, like around, I don't know, three, five years, when, when I think the, the rare ultra rare uh, would, would be hitting, uh, it is because all the community is still keep uh, working on that uh, on that community so um, even if it's just one point daily but that will mean uh, a, a competition with all the other uh, neighborhoods that are in the same uh, level of of, um, of collection and if you do if you don't do anything then you will uh, definitely fall but if you do at least a little bit then you will keep growing and then you'll get the status next month all right I like that and uh, let's see here. W what are you most excited for coming here in the next couple of weeks? For the neighborhood ratings. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would be hoping uh, that um, Merced Manor already finishes with, with all of us around here. I would hope that also um, uh, no Midtown Terrace will do quite a lot of effort to, to get around here, but they won't be, uh, I don't think they will be spawning the next collection. I do think it's going to be Howard Beach, but Midtown Terrace is going to get to a spot that um, they would be mostly imminent uh, collection for next month rather than any of uh, Manhattan's uh, uh, neighborhoods. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Rock Reader. 
<clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Thank you so much for uh, breaking this down for us, and we'll figure out the right time frame to get you back on. Um, I know next week we're closing out the month, so we'll definitely have you on next week. You know, definitely as we're approaching the final days for the for the next collection announcement, and you can break it down for us and let us know uh, where you think what it's going to finish out. Yeah. And then we'll get you back in early July. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hang out backstage. We do have an after show going on. If you want to hang out and talk to us afterwards, definitely you're welcome to stay. So uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll talk Brilliant. soon. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. And if just I can have a, a last word, uh, we are celebrating our second anniversary with a very special scavenger hunt where you won't be able to find it by... Uh, the, uh, the history of the building or what happened in the building, but you will have to look at map assets and buildings to find the next clue. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Running from the 1st until the 15th of July, you have to travel to Bakersfield, and that's why we're having two weeks. But yeah, register in a blend.me. You can register already, and uh, we will have a lot of prices. Nice. Thank you so yeah. much, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Cheers. All right. A couple more things before we get out of here. One more thing I really wanted to talk about um, because I think the the initial response wasn't the best, um, and, but I think the importance to it is very impactful in the future of Upland. Um I'll ask the dumb question, though. Did you participate in the Sao Paulo expansion today? No, I did not. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, no, I mean, I might try and hit up Tokyo. Honestly, that sounds like it could be fun. Saving up for Tokyo? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably blow it on something else, but I'm uh, trying. I'll probably spend it on cars or something. Yeah, that's that's my issue, and that's my other issue. I haven't put out my uh, May 2023 update on how I performed, and I wasted it on cars, and it's uh, June 22nd, so I'll probably put it out this weekend, and then like in two weeks put out the June update. But the NFT portal update with the Block Explorer download, so you can get it on Ethereum, you can put it up on OpenSeas. Um, some people were excited about it. Other people were just like, this was dumb. Um, because yeah, it's block explorers, but this is the building blocks. It, that's what people need to understand is Upland does things in building blocks. And this, this is a start. And it was great that we had the X NFT collection on. So, you know, they're going to utilize this with their games coming up here soon. And, and this is a start for, for them and many other applications that we will see in Upland in the, in the coming years. Um, I'm actually excited. At first I kind of blew it off. And then once I sat and thought about what they were saying, I'm like, all right, this is pretty huge because the, the games and the metaverses that comply with this, protocol that Dirk has joined and proposed, you know, you'll be able to transfer your assets from one thing to another to another, be able to put it up for sale on something like OpenSeas and other people can purchase it and move it to whatever metaverse they're enjoying. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Thank me later. Um, I like 
I like it in theory, I guess. I don't... Uh, I have different views on it than I think a lot of the community. I know that people are excited about it, and I like that. I like it as additional uh, functionality that people can bring their block explorers to uh, other channels. I do think it's good from an exposure uh, that we'll see some of these block assets uh, on OpenSea. I think like that's good um, <clears throat> there. I have a different view on how cross-chain interaction should happen. I really struggle with like losing the um, the complete history of an NFT once it goes off the chain. So it's sitting in an escrow account or a limbo account while a digital twin essentially is a digital digital twin is created on another chain and then having the transactions there. You'll lose the seamless history. There is additional areas of security concern if the original assets get lost. Uh, so for me, there's definitely some um, some downsides, but I get it. I, I know that it is an important feature and I think will enable some more cross-platform play. I just, I see the technical architecture of cross-chain interaction slightly differently, uh, personally. No, that, I, I like your insight on that and, and your, your, your different view on that. And it, it will be interesting to see how this evolves and how, you know, different applications use this because some people made the argument like, look, buy my burner property and I'll transfer you my Black Explorer for a cheap FIFA or NFLPA legit, you know. And they're, they're looking at the micro instead of looking at the macro of how this will impact the overall game and, and what they're trying to build and, and set forth here in the future. Yeah, uh, again, I think I'm more interested in importing assets. Uh, again, I get the exporting aspect uh, from like just a marketing perspective, right? Like it's a huge win. Um, any of these cross-platform uh, collaborations – cross-chain collaborations, I think are great uh, marketing events. And to be able to see, again, Block Explorers out on OpenSea, that has a huge potential to bring in some new whales um, from the space that kind of understand crypto already. Uh, so I do like that. Uh, again, I just think from an overall execution and to me, the downside of what it does to like tracking the chain transactions and um, some of the technical pieces. I'm curious. I will wait and see how it all plays out. I didn't really participate in any of the, like the wax uh, intake. Um, again, great concept, like the cards that you could redeem for block explorers in Upland and stuff like that. So I know it's an important uh, part of the strategy for the Upland team, and I am excited to see that they're starting to execute against that. So, like, that is a plus. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, I was trying to think if there was anything there to it. But, yeah, with, with the NFL NFT portal update – Excited to see where it goes. Right now, it's still in its infancy, so don't trash it so much. It's the beginning. Uh, one of the other things that I was trying to 
figure out though is you know what are the fees going to be across everything you know because ETH always seems to have the higher gas fees and it's getting better over the years but you know I, I I guess I want to see what other platforms will be developed that get in on this protocol. It's still very early on with a lot of questions. So very interested to see how it develops. Yeah. And I think she's right. I mean, especially for like the large assets, ultra rares, and there are definitely some really rare block explorers. Yeah. I know because I own several of them uh, that would be a lot easier to move, I think, on OpenSea. Um, uh, oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You are so not wrong there. We know that that's going to happen. I mean, honestly, like, I don't want to equate it to when USD uh, cash out opened up on properties. And uh, a lot of us made some insane sales um very early on so yeah i do think i don't i wouldn't say it's scammed right like no one's forcing anyone to buy it do your research if you're dropping that kind of money on something and you're not doing your research that's kind of on you um but i do agree that is very likely to happen that somebody's like "Ooh, new shiny object this must be something special buy it and realize like oh wait it's just an eos chain token that again i could go have bought for pennies on the dollar uh, <laughs> over there sure um and i also because i think the big where that uh is going to be is director's block explorers uh i i honestly oh yeah that, that's going to hit open seas as one of one and people are like oh this is it, it's a one of one and i gotta have it and and especially the ones man. that are essentially just rip off of, of trademarks Yes. Like we've seen everything from Batman and Marvel to, I mean, every sort of, uh, there's sports ones, uh, a lot of stuff like that that are absolute blatant trademark ripoffs that are going to show up as one of one. And um, I think, uh, what's 0.0008 ETH? One ETH is, I mean, that seems, uh, well, I'm curious to the gas prices on that alone, though. It just depends on the time of day and the transaction. and Yeah, see, all of that, I mean, I will not be part of it. But also, like, I don't deal with Ethereum. Like, I don't I don't really deal with the cryptocurrency side of things. So, for me, the USD out is where it's at. Like, if I'm going to sell Block Explorers for cash, I'm going to do it in the uh, MetaVentures. Probably the new uh, Hyde Park Block Explorer shop that our boy Dizzy opened up. Yes, it finally got authorized, Dizzy. I mean, because each sitting, if you didn't pay attention, it's at 18.75 basically. So 0.1 ETH is $187. And 0.01 ETH is 18.7. Yeah, so like 20 bucks. Yeah. I got you on ETH if you need a guy. All right, Chicago bet. <laughs> Some people paid 20,000 UPEX to transfer. Yeah, Ooh. see, like, that's, yeah. Uh, again, like, the fees and stuff. Like, like I, I didn't, like, some people got so excited and started transferring stuff, and I'm like, why? I'm like, there, there's, like, open seas. 
you can buy it on you can buy it in Upland way cheaper, and I don't know. I didn't understand why everybody was ready to put it on open seas right away. I, I see that like the immediate stuff to me is not the smartest because of the fees that you have to pay on upland. You have to pay it on open seas. Now the potential it has for development later on in the game. Absolutely. I, I think this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. And again, for some of the high end stuff, um, it's, you know, it's if you got like, Say uh, some of those old Genesis rings. You got these the Spud Wars ones. You got the uh, either the Spud Wars actual spuds or the neighborhood trophy ones. Um, some of the old holiday, like the original Halloween ones. Also, if you have uh, one of the, uh, I actually no, like the, there's just one holiday thing that I'm missing that I really want now, and so I'm I'm hunting for it. Like there are some like the super rare ones that I think have a valid place on OpenSea uh, that could fetch a, a higher price. But, yeah. There you go. No, I do like that, though. Um, anything? Now, I am super excited trying to work out the logistics right now for it, but um, we have the co-founder of Nowhere coming on the podcast on July 6th. We're trying to work... Trying to figure cool. out how we can broadcast the show in nowhere. So working on that, that's, that's going to be super cool. excited. And it, it was awesome having John on the, the panel at Genesis Week with me. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to that on July 6th. Yeah, no, it's going to be – I can't wait for that. He was so cool to meet at uh, Genesis Week, so I'm excited to have him, uh, to be able to talk to him more on the show. Yeah, and uh, the things we're working with Upland, uh, Lindsay is doing a great job with the marketing team, meeting with all the content creators and really like making us feel like we matter to the Upland team now. Yeah, shout out. Lindsay uh, seems like she's, you know, getting out there talking to a lot of the teams and people. So uh, kudos. I, I'm really i'm glad to hear that uh coming out of genesis week i had some great conversations with her there and uh love that she's following up with a lot of people that's great yeah she's been reaching out to all the content creators having one-on-one meetings and uh trying to really help leverage us to promote upland and at the same time upland is promoting our content in itself um and we've been firing off some super creative ideas for her and she's more of a let's wait till they tell us no on this and let's try it and see if it fails. So I I love that about her. So very excited to see what's going on. Um, Excited for some things that we might have here in the near future. Um, That, that would be very great. Still lining up interviews from people I'm, got to interact with in Genesis week. I got all the video that we took during Genesis week. Now it's just the time to chop it up and make good video there. I'm very excited for, for one segment I want to do. Can't, can't wait to roll that out. That will be very funny. I think that will get a lot of reactions to it. It's the celebrity death match. And thank you for, uh, thank you for throwing that in there because I, I was just starting out the first couple one was who is your favorite founder and you're like no celebrity death match I'm like yes yeah 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 that was fun and, and that's why uh that's why we make such a great team because we'll we'll throw stuff at each other and we'll be like oh yeah that 
Yeah. Absolutely. You got anything before we get out of here this week? No, no, pretty chill week this week. So probably more next week. So are you going to be out of your undisclosed location next week? Yes. What's the date next week? I mean, I will be. I'm just, I might be in a different undisclosed location. Oh, I might have my nephew with me next week. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, my nephew's coming in uh, from Cincinnati for a couple days. So, and we're going to hang out. So he might make a cameo instead of uh, a random cat. So you just like having random cats appear? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. I, I do appreciate that, Cheese. You always hit the like, even though you hate the show. Love it. <laughs> she loves the show. She just hates you. Like, let's 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 be clear. She, she does. She loves you. the show. Yeah. Just hates no, you. She loves you, hates me, and she shows up every week for you. So I get that. What? It's okay. Nobody's nobody's going to love me all the time, and nobody's going to love you all the time. And it's okay. We'll Everybody loves it. me all the time. What are you talking about? <sighs> get off your high horse. Get off your high horse. All right. It's not ne- my fault that it got into the peyote. Next week, still working out. Got a couple of guests uh, trying to work out dates for next week. We'll definitely have another guest next week. Uh, really excited for the co-founder of Nowhere to be here on July 6th. And then July 13th, I'm going to be uh, out of the country. So you'll have to probably put together a roundtable. And Dirk's going to be sad because he'll have nothing to listen to on Saturday. Well, no, I'll make sure. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know well actually, actually, as long as you record it on StreamYard, I can download it and post the post the podcast later. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll try and do that. Don't, don't be mad if you're not here on a Thursday. If we're not here on a Thursday, the world collapses. I don't know about all that, but... Uh... Last time, it, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. All right, everybody be safe, have fun. We'll see you out there in the metaverse until next week. The Arbic Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in our land, it's the place you want to check first. With your host too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.